0: What if there was a place where wanting it all meant getting it too? New Cape Line sparkling cocktails are swooping in to transport you to a seriously delicious paradise. They come at you with all the flavor you want and nothing you don't, in margarita, hard strawberry lemonade, and blackberry mojito varieties. Plus, they are made with just six simple ingredients and nothing artificial. Welcome to having your cake and eating it, too. Head to capeline.com. Find out where you can get your hands on the go-to drink of this summer. Welcome to Capeline. Celebrate responsibly. 2019 Capeline Beverages, Memphis, Tennessee. Everyone, and welcome to Bachelor Party B-side. I'm Lauren Zima filling in for the wonderful Juliet Littman and joined by the incomparable Chris Harrison. We are about to get into the second part, the conclusion of our conversation that we started on Monday's Bachelor Party episode. Uh, So, we are talking contenders for Bachelor. We are talking what might be the best season of Bachelor in Paradise ever, premiering soon on ABC. Let's batch. So let's talk about the finale. Okay. Two nights live on ABC.
1: We're down to three men.
0: We're down to three men. And in all the Luke-ness of the men tell all, I, I don't want to forget a line that really stuck out to me, which mm-hmm. is before Luke came back, you asked Hannah going into the roast ceremony, what are you going to do? Do you know what you're going to do? And she said, yes, but it literally changed in a day. Yeah. What does that mean?
1: Well, I mean— I said once Luke left, mm-hmm. and once she made that call, this is before he came back, because I thought she'd already got rid of him, and we were heading into that rose ceremony, and I don't know if they had played this or not, because so much other stuff happened, but I said, you, I don't think you can really go wrong here. I'm um, talking about Jed and and Peter and Tyler.
0: Okay, we'll talk about that, but go on with what well, you're saying.
1: <laughs> again, you have to understand where I was. Where in, we were then. Yeah, where, yeah. Yeah, the, where I, we were then. In, and look, maybe she still can't go wrong. We'll see. But I thought she narrowed it down to three good guys. And as many bachelors and bachelorettes do, you're talking about a lifestyle choice now. Who do you see in your life? Who do you see that's on now? This is, again, when you go back to overnights, windmills, sex, like fantasy suites aren't really about those are the, that's the time when you have these conversations. What is your religion? What are your beliefs? How many kids do you, do you want kids? Where should, where could we live? Where do you want to live? You know, are, are there deal breakers? That's kind of when you have these conversations over those last chance dates, those overnights and all that stuff. And so it really gets down to that lifestyle. Um, and so I, I let her into that that rose ceremony thinking, you know, I, you know, you've convinced me you really can't go wrong here. I think you've done a good job. The truth of that <laughs> remains to be seen. We will get to that as well. But I, that was the thing. I just think that she was kind of up in the air on three good men.
0: Well, I've been thinking, you know, we, we break it all down as fans watching this. Uh, Jed and Hannah acknowledge this. Jed is the only one. She has said, I'm falling for you yeah. to that guy. She also said her feelings changed in a day. She has said the chemistry with Peter is a ten out of ten. Uh, she said Tyler was the most respectful man she's ever been with. So she's given each of these guys kind of an extreme compliment. Extreme. And that she, is making this ending crazy. She for won't me. say
1: it, but I, I maybe not all three. She definitely probably had serious love for two of them. Mm. I would say, maybe three, but definitely two.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah. It was tough. There's, you know, at that point, there's three really good men. Once Luke got out of the picture, I think she really felt this massive weight off her shoulders and felt like, okay, I can start really narrowing it down and, and, and falling for these guys.
0: So, how does she base this decision in the end? How does she make this decision?
1: Again, it's this is what the last chance dates, the family visits, this is where you start. This is why we. Really have to stop. And, and people think, oh, you know, you're pushing these guys. You want to keep somebody on. You want to do this. This is where you don't want to do that of all times. You really want this to be about Hannah talking with her mom and dad on camera, off camera, talking with brothers and sisters and friends. Like that's This is where you start. You know, getting counsel from the people you really count on and love, and also producers. This, you know, we love these people, we care for them, and you've spent a lot of time. You've been in the trenches with them, and so the, these producers you count on and have befriended. This is where you're leaning on them, and we want to make this work. And so that's what this and th- this week really is two weeks. I mean, we really spread it out. There are days off in between here. There's dark days. There's times to just. You know, Hannah was really big on meditating, on, on having time to reflect. And she really took time alone to think and to journal before she would come talk to us. Um, so, this is what that's all about. And that's where your decisions can change. I mean, anybody who's been in love or in, and has been dealing with matters of the heart, it can ebb and flow quickly.
0: Mm, in one day. Well, you said on tell all this historic finale. Mm. What will be historic? We got some firsts on Tello. Will we get some firsts never before seen on the show in the finale? Did I say historic? You definitively, said, definitively historic. said historic. Definitely definitively said historic. Well, first
1: of all, it starts with three people. Usually we are down to our final two. True. And and we still, again, because of Luke, we had to kind of push everything. And so we will pick up Monday night with that rose ceremony. And then one guy is obviously going to leave. We'll get finally get down to our final two. And then they will stay in Greece. We will all stay in Greece. And this will, you know, go through until the ending. But there's a lot to handle. There's a lot to unpack now because a lot of stuff has happened in Greece. A lot of stuff has happened outside of Greece that we have mm-hmm. to deal with.
0: Can we talk briefly about Hannah falling down that hill in the trailer? Oh my
1: gosh! <laughs> is God she bless okay? her. So
0: <laughs> is she okay? True
1: story. So we are there. This is at the you know the the final rose ceremony site. Uh, you know, getting ready for what we call it. I always say proposal. It's like oh, there's a proposal. We we just call it proposal. The the final thing that we do. Um, we call it proposal site. So we're there and we're getting word you know we're all up there everyone's set the person the bachelor bachelorette is the last person to show up Mm -hmm. because we all want to be ready for them so they don't have to wait on production and you know like uh, hannah needs some time we're we're pulling over the van we're on walkie talkies and um we're like okay and then click hannah just fell down uh (laughs) Carrie Fettman, who's our stylist, Carrie, are you there? And I'm like, Carrie's right ne- next to me. He's like, we may need your help. Dress is ripped. Dress. Hannah's hurt. <gasps> Hannah it might hurt. be bleeding. Like, oh, So God. Th- she was in heels. She needed some air. Obviously, she was about to make the biggest, most important decision of her life. And she was just, you know, I think the world was closing in on her. She needed some air. And she ended up, like, just kind of falling down a hill. She was in heels and the steep grade, slick streets in Greece goes down hard. You know, didn't help the situation.
0: And you're trying to do your part. You're like, I'm going to grab the puke bucket. I'm going to be right there. Yes. Lo- yeah. So
1: I wasn't there at that moment. I was actually <laughs> up at the site. Um, you see Bill, one of our producers who's with her at all times. He was running in. And uh, it was, yeah, it's not not a good thing. And, you know, the girl, poor girl had been through enough.
0: She, I, she truly had. Uh, so Hannah's going to fall. We don't know for who. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just made that Literally, stupid
1: Literally <laughs> Luckily, Luke was there to catch her mm. after
0: With a ring in his pocket. So we're getting the finale. Two nights. You've mentioned Jed. This season has been a lot of firsts. And, you know, it's interesting because on Colton's season so much, Colton brought up you know, the rules of the show and changing of the rules, I've always actually felt, I mean, I don't think it's actually anything new that there really aren't rules on the show. For years, we've seen people, oh, go and talk to the lead in the middle of the night, outside of the time, whatever. And I think you guys adjust every season. Um, But this season, perhaps more than ever before, uh, some off-camera stuff has affected how people are viewing the show. Jed's ex-girlfriend, alleged ex-girlfriend, came forward, Mm -hmm. said that he went on the show... To promote his career, said that he intended to date her when he came back, as far as she thought. She gave Entertainment Tonight text messages of him telling her he loved her and he was getting on the plane. So (laughs) how do you guys handle the fact that so much has come up pretty late in the season, Mm -hmm. midway at least, about some of these guys who are now lasting all the way till the end? This feels like a first.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a first because it's going to happen, but it's also a hint of things to come. This is a world we live in. And I'm not, this. let's let's take the Jed particular situation out of it. This is just going to happen from now on because you're not going to have any 20-something girl on a show or a 20-something good-looking guy on a show that didn't have a lot of relationships coming into it. These are all attractive, smart, successful people, for the most part, that have dated. And they're, they've dated all around. And you're going to have angry, jilted, bitter, or just opportunists that just see an opportunity to get their 15 minutes to promote their career, whatever it is. And again, I'm not saying this about Jed or his girlfriend. I'm taking this out of it. I'm just saying this is something, this is in the day and age we live in, this is something that we are going to start Mm -hmm. dealing more and more with. And we already have. I mean, people come out of the woodwork all the time and it's just like we, we try to, you know, people say, why don't you guys do better background? Why don't you do this? It's impossible. It really is impossible because Everybody has a background. You're doing a background check? You have a background. We've all dated. We've all, like, you're never going to go to 100% of everybody's lovers. Go through my history. Trust me. You're not going to get, you don't have to throw a lot of stones to get to someone who's going to be like, yeah, not a great guy. Didn't love him. (laughs) The breakup didn't go well. Shocking. The breakup didn't go well, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's going to be the case. And then you're also going to have people's version of a breakup. You know, how do they feel it went? Were they jilted? Was the rug pulled out from under them? Well, from one perspective, No. There were a million signs. Again, that's why the relationship's probably over. They saw different signs. Can I ask you— But I'm just saying, and and again, this is not to Mm -hmm. give any excuses to anybody of of past, present, future. I'm just saying this is something that we have to deal with because our show is very real. Mm -hmm. The people that are on our show are real. They are not actors. They are not people who are honestly prepared for everything they're about to encounter. You know, yes— You've seen reality TV. Yes, you know. But until your life is really put under a microscope the way it is and anybody in your background can just come out and say whatever they want. And by the way, they can come out and speak unfettered access. Anyone will put them on. There's a million podcasts, a million interviews, a million TV shows that are like, great. And Jed, for example, cannot speak up for himself mm-hmm. yet. So it's not a he said, she said. Right. It's a she said, she said for as long as the show is going to go and then Jed will finally have his say. And so What I will say specifically for Jed and this particular woman, I I don't know her name. Do you know her name?
0: I do. I interviewed her, Haley Stevens. Haley, Mm -hmm. sorry.
1: So what I will say about Jed and Haley is I don't know Haley. I've never talked to her. To be honest, I saw your interview. So that's all I know. Uh, Other than that, I haven't read anything and I haven't really looked at anything because I just um, doesn't really, I didn't really care to get deep into the weeds of that stuff because I really care about Hannah and what's going on there. So what I will do is say, Jed, kind of like with Luke, here's your platform. Mm -hmm. You have some explaining to do. Go and tell me your story. Tell me your side of this story. And that's it. It's, I don't, I'm not going into this believing Haley. I'm not going into this believing Jed. I don't have a horse in this race. I really don't. I just, my horse is the truth. And if anything has taught me there's his side of the truth, there's her side of the truth, then there's the real truth. That's the way, that's the, way the world works. So my thing is, though, before we indict Jed, before we throw him in prison, before we you know, you know, stone him, let's let him speak. Mm-hmm. And he has not had a chance to speak on his behalf. I will say that part of what she said is true. He came on the show to promote his career. He, he, admit, that. he admitted that. He mm-hmm. admitted that he came on. He's like, look, I'm kind of shocked by this whole thing. I came on the show to promote my career, and I'm a country singer, and that's my life. But holy crap, shockingly enough, I met a girl that I really like, and I, I kind of love this girl, and wow, I'm going to see where this goes. So not shocking where this may have ended up, but he's he was as honest as anybody I've ever seen. Up to that, up to that point in that moment. Now where it goes from there, it's up to him. And, and so, you know, I, I've read some articles. I saw some headlines that, you know, Chris is ready to push Jed. Chris is ready to get the bottom. I'm not, I'm, I'm ready to just give him the stage. Well, you told me that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You were ready to push him. Well,
1: (laughs) I will, I will push him in that. I want to get to, I, I, you know, if he hymns and haws Mm -hmm. and doesn't, seem to be getting to the truth and getting to, you know, some specifics, um, you know, I'll bring up those specifics that, that Haley brought up and say, what about this? What about this? And so, yeah, he should, you know, I'm guessing he's a fairly smart man. He should be prepared to have some answers coming into mm-hmm. the, to the finale. And that's it. And then, and, then, and then my job is to not judge. I'm, I'm not the judge and jury. I am the, I guess, the moderator, the mediator, and and then I leave it up to Bachelor Nation. I leave it up to all of you guys to figure it out, and uh, and you know what? We'll see what what Hannah's final decision is on all three of these guys and who she really ends up with.
0: Well, and not just you know him having to be there to answer to it, but also his opportunity to speak and to mm-hmm. give his side. I think. I mean, and
1: and and by the way, kudos to Jed. I will say this, and I I have not spoken to him. I have not seen him since Greece. So I don't know anything that's going on in his life. Kudos to him for not speaking. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things in the world, and I know this because I've dealt with it and you and I talk about this in our private lives. When you get trolled, when you get slammed, when you get bashed on personally, and this is personal to him, they're, they're condemning him and his, everything about him, his morality and his decency. That's what's being questioned here. To not speak up is the hardest thing in the world to do and he's not. And I, I give him credit for waiting he knows he has a platform, and that's another reason I'm going to give him a very open, honest platform mm-hmm. to speak. He deserves that because he's earned that by not running around and going, you know, coming out and trying to defend himself because God knows he's wanted to, or maybe he's wanted to move to a private island and disappear. Who knows? But my message to him and to everybody else is that I, it is a friendly environment, yeah. and come speak your truth and tell me what's going on, and I, I will be there to listen. I'll be there to push if need be.
0: Well, that's the thing is you—as you said, you're. you're tr- we're all trying to get to the reality of the situation, but it's often people's versions. Um, you know, conversely, Luke literally created a Twitter account to start weighing in and tweeting yeah. at Hannah, so that was a different approach. Um, I want to ask you about uh, Peter mm-hmm. as well because—and look, I have to think that maybe because of the Jed stuff— It might in the future inspire more exes of more people to come forward. And maybe people think, oh, if I come forward with whatever my story is, I can at least get followers Mm. out of this on some level. I don't know. I don't know exactly. You know, everybody has a different motivation probably. But so Peter Weber's girlfriend, um, she also did an interview, uh, and she makes some claims about how he— You know, was telling her he wanted to live with her, was telling her that he wanted to have kids with her, and then she thinks that in the meantime, he was thinking about going on the show. Are these situations different to you, Peter and Jed? Will you approach them differently?
1: No, I won't approach them differently. Uh, Again, Peter's going to have a little explaining to do. I know more about Peter— just because I did some digging, because some allegations were made in her claims that had to do with us mm-hmm. and casting and all this stuff, and so I was just curious, and so I asked around, um, and so in that regard, I'm less worried and less intrigued about Peter's situation because I know some truths uh, that either I'll explain or Peter Peter will explain. So again, but and I don't know her name either, and I don't want to just say her, do you know, I don't know Peter's. I don't know if name. I'm okay. saying right,
0: like, Kaylee or Callie. Okay, because I,
1: I don't want to be disrespectful okay. for mm-hmm. but. I don't also want to say two names. But anyway, so Peter's ex has her version. And and by the way, to her, it might—and I'm not saying she's lying. It might be her truth because that's the perspective of being broken up with or being left or whatever is you're hurt and you didn't see this coming. Maybe he did. So, again, I just want to give Peter the chance to talk. I'm less worried about it because I know some things that even I have information on that that's just— You know, maybe she doesn't know and maybe she didn't know. And Mm. that's the thing, too, is if she doesn't know the truth about it, it may have looked crazy to her or may have seemed crazy. But I know it's kind of more funny than anything Mm. about his and how he was how he was approached by the show, how he was cast on the show, the timing of it all. Um, And so I I have facts on that that I'm not worried about at all about Peter.
0: I'm guessing you'll be holding those for the live finale or do
1: you want to go ahead and reveal them right now? Well, I texted him to Juliet Litman. I didn't, I thought she was going to be here. No, I, no. So I'm not worried about it. No, and it's and that's okay. the thing is, it's kind of his truth. And so I don't want to come out and say it because I want him to speak it and let him explain it because, and if and if he has trouble filling those holes, I can do that because I've spoken to the people that did it. So I'm not, not too worried about Peter.
0: About the casting thing, you
1: mean? Yeah, I, I will just say there's less of a gray area for me as far as Peter's okay. concerned. Jet, I just don't know the situation at all. And by the way, haven't spoken to Peter either. Haven't okay. seen him or spoken to him or his girlfriend Either. So and I haven't seen any interviews on her.
0: Have her run into him in Westlake Village. He does. Yeah, live. in the village. Yeah, yeah,
1: he is oddly <laughs> enough, he he lives really not close to far. me. Yeah, not too far. Peter is and so and he went to my kids' high school. Wow. Obviously not the same age. He is older <laughs> than my kids. Not much older, sadly. Um, but it's pretty funny that he did he went to my kids' high school and lives in my neighborhood.
0: Wherever or however you are listening to this podcast right now, you should take a moment and check out Stitcher. Those of you listening on Stitcher already get why. For those of you who don't know it, Stitcher is a free podcast app for iPhones and Androids. Stitcher is home to over 260,000 podcasts, from favorites like Here to Make Friends or, oh, the rewatchables love it, to new hit shows such as Best Friends with Nicole Byer and Sashir Zamata, and of course, your favorite, Bachelor Party. Stitcher also has smart recommendations and playlists so you can find new great shows and organize all your current podcasts. It's always a struggle for me, so I appreciate the streamlining. Okay, if you're on your phone, download Stitcher for free right now in the App Store, Play Store, or visit stitcherapp.com slash bachelorparty to learn more. So, I mean, we are all so excited for the finale, but people also already get to the excitement of who the next bachelor will mm-hmm. be, I have to tell you, just looking at the fan read, Jed's name not really in the conversation. <laughs> is well, Jed, Jed, Jed's
1: taken a beating the last month or so due to this whole you know. Well, incident. that's the thing. We yeah. don't know
0: how it's going to end, but I'm just going to ask you. Tell me what you will. Is Jed's name potentially in the conversation?
1: It is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a contender, uh, but. I will say this: the finalists are always contenders. Mm-hmm. You know, the final. Usually, we're down to the final two. Uh, I'll say, you know, usually, typically the final three, final four are always contenders that we're looking at. And this is a debate that is ongoing. It really starts day one. I mean, night one. Literally, we're sitting in in a garage. It's called our control room uh, at the house at the mansion, and we start talking. Hey, who 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 could potentially be our guy? And Obviously, we don't know how the story is going to go, how the season's going to go. So we know nothing. So it's, it, at first, we're essentially drinking from a fire hydrant, and we start narrowing it down, narrowing it down, narrowing it down. Then we get to the final four, final three, and then we see who, who peaks interest. Big Mike. Big Mike left early. Typically, a guy that left when he left would not be a contender. But
0: Hannah left pretty early too, though. Right,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. But he's a. But you see the spark, and you see the, you know the people are intrigued, and, and Big Mike is intriguing. He's lovable, he's likable, he's so sincere. We love how he loves women because of the three uh, women in his life, the queens. And, yeah, the queens in his life, and so he becomes a contender. Um, guys, some guys that left after him are not contenders, but he really sparked interest. But then you have Tyler, and you have um, Peter, and you have Jed, and so yeah, we're gonna let this play out. And we now have a huge, huge show called Bachelor in Paradise mm-hmm. that is as big, if not bigger than Bachelorette now. Um, and so now we also have Paradise to, to go forward with and see if a Nick Vial comes out of the, out of the weeds. Um, and there are some, some old school guys on Paradise that change their stripes. And we're going to see how they do. And so there are contenders now, but I'm telling you, there's guys that aren't even in the conversation yet that could suddenly be in the conversation in the next month or so when you oh. guys start watching Paradise. And so now we really hold our judgment in our decision until we really get into Paradise and because so much can change now. And that, that didn't used to be the case yeah. because Paradise wasn't as big. It is a huge monster franchise now that really drives as much as anything now. It is a huge, huge monster. So um, so stay tuned.
0: Does that mean we won't get the Bachelor announcement until after Paradise?
1: Um, I will break this news. You're not going to get it on the finale. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get into Paradise. I don't know. I I'm not going to say we're going to wait till the end of Paradise. Okay. But it would be premature to make the call now before Paradise. It wouldn't be well. It just wouldn't be smart at all. Long pause. Yeah, wouldn't be smart as a producer <laughs> okay. because there's again there's guys you haven't seen yet. Well,
0: that trailer that we got during Men Tell All, that promo for Paradise. <laughs> Insane. John Paul Jones is crying Have seems. you ever
1: seen JPJ in oh, that life?
0: I didn't like it. It pained me and it hurt me. He and, was, it, and I said, someone get him some chicken nuggets.
1: He was up in Derek's face. He I was know. Bawling.
0: He's arguing. Yeah. He's crying.
1: JPJ. Real. JPJ
0: for Bachelor.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be angry. I don't think the world would be angry.
0: It's just think of the hair flips and the promo. By the way, in
1: all seriousness, again, I think you might be shocked. Maybe he's a contender at the end of the, who knows? You really don't know. And, and I, and I can say this now, I, there's guys, I think that might pop off paradise, but it's crazy to me, my perspective versus uh, bachelor nation. You guys really do. You don't dictate exactly who it's going to be because at the end of the day, you know, we're going to pick story. We're going to pick television. Right. You, you get back to the Hannah's Hannah B, Hannah G, Hannah G who's clearly on paradise would have been a great bachelorette. She's fantastic. I love her. Absolute doll. But we decided Hannah B was going to be better television and a great story. And by the way, as, as much as everyone said they're not watching again, we hate her. Record ratings. Right. Phenomenal. One of the best seasons we've ever had. I think everyone agrees she was a really good bachelorette. Whether what? you love her or not, a great bachelorette.
0: And it's been two good back-to-back seasons, Colton and Hannah. Yeah. What is the number one or the top couple things you're looking for when choosing The Bachelor to make a good television show?
1: When they sit in the room, when they're sitting across from from producers, from the executives, and this goes all the way to the top at Warner Horizon, ABC. Warner Horizon is the studio that produces the show, by the way. And then ABC airs the show. But all these executives are involved. So there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen. You're looking for somebody who really is sincere and owns their story and who isn't you know, and you really can see through people that's not that's not coming off as, you know, someone who's looking for their 15 minutes of fame and their Instagram followers and their, you know, next, you know, gummy hair bear, you know, th- th- look, that's part of it. By
0: the way, I'm so tired of your gummy hair bear ads.
1: But my hair looks great, be honest. That's, well, but that's what you're just looking for, that sincerity. And then you're looking for a story that we can tell. What's a great story that's going to arc in this? What is this person's story in their life that will have a great culmination if we had a great... Uh, love, love story.
0: When people questioned Colton, I just kept saying, I want to tell you guys, if you were making a TV show and you had a 26-year-old virgin, mm-hmm. would you pass that up? Right. It was such a good story who for happens, television. Who,
1: and I don't mean to sound odd here, but who happens to be stunningly attractive, incredible body, <laughs> athletic is all hell, as we <laughs> saw. Um, no, a world-class athlete, played in the NFL. I mean, so if you take all the superficial stuff— Yeah. You know, he's a 10 or 11. And then when you add the fact that he's a virgin, that storyline, and looking for love, he's a 12 or 15 on a scale of 10. So what are we fighting here? (laughs) Like, that that was the biggest slam dunk we've ever had since these two guys. That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and that's Michael Jordan. I know. Sports.
0: Larry Bird. Oh, that is Larry Bird. Well done. Patrick Swayze.
1: He didn't play in the NBA.
0: I loved his hockey team. Um, Let's go back to Paradise to finish up here, because we can't wait. We see Dean with a mustache. (laughs) We see Blake in tears. We see Dean talking about Blake. Uh, Paradise has kind of taken ownership of the term F-boy. And Dean really was the one who was given that title. Does Blake take that title from Dean this season?
1: I love that Dean is now the wise old sage. (laughs) Is he? Somehow he's— Is he? No, he's not. That's, he just
0: has a mustache. Don't confuse a maybe mustache maybe the term
1: "blind leading the blind" is is the best <laughs> phrase here. Facial um, hair
0: leading the facial hair. Look,
1: Dean's mustache is atrocious. <laughs> it's horrifying. Wow, it's really scary. If there's
0: going to be one headline out of this podcast, yeah. it's just that you it's called ter- the mustache it atrocious. So.
1: I love Dean. I love Dean to okay. death. He's a great guy. Big hugs. I really enjoy my time with Dean. I think he's a fascinating guy. The mustache is horrifying.
0: Does Blake
1: oh. do worse than Dean? Well, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So... <laughs> I mean, is he
0: a bigger F-boy than I'll Dean? I'll say this.
1: Blake, as Dean says in the promo, definitely gets his hand caught in the cookie jar. And he has his hand on a lot of cookies. Yikes. Um, and, and he leaves it in there. I don't know how Blake thought he was going to ride into paradise and somehow be unscathed. I don't I don't know. Maybe he was believing his own hype. Maybe he believes all the people that slide into his DMs and tell him how great he is. And he just was, I am invincible. I'm bulletproof that a lot of these guys do think that. They, they go to these bars now and, you know, nobody knew their name six mm-hmm. months ago. Now they can't buy a beer and all these women love them and tell them they're gorgeous. And six months ago, you know, they couldn't get in line at In-N-Out Burger. Mm-hmm. But now they're heroes. But I maybe he just believes the hype, but man... Welcome to the real world, my friend. We
0: see him saying, I just got to get out of paradise. We see him crying. We see what looks like a potential fist fight on the beach.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: What happens there?
1: An unfortunate incident got out of hand. And again, something that we don't love is when things, we really don't want things to go that far and get physical. And as soon as they do, we are there. And in, in paradise, we have security. For a lot of reasons, we have security because we're at a resort and all that. But so we're on top of things very quickly. But things, I will say, in a certain situation escalated beyond the point where we were okay with it and we quickly mm-hmm. had to jump in.
0: And we also see Demi talking about having a girl in her life yeah. on paradise, yeah. which is pretty magical. I mean, I, I don't know if I've actually ever looked more forward to a season of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, what is it like to watch Demi and her love journey this season?
1: I'll say this about Paradise overall. It's the best season we've ever had. Okay. And, and, and I love this show. I and I can never take my baby out of this, which is Bachelor. That's my original baby. It's the one that changed my life. So it'll always be my Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore. It's all Bachelor. But Bachelor in Paradise has quickly become... My second favorite show. It's just incredible, just because of the the no- sheer numbers of, of stories. So many bachelors, so many bachelorettes. It's not just Hannah's story on Bachelorette. It's there's twelve different shows going on, and it, I just find it so fascinating. And Demi is one of them this season. And you know, I don't even know how to hype it yet because I haven't, really haven't talked about the season. This is my first interview, and so I'm not even sure how deep to go. But um, clearly, in the in the in the promo, you saw that she has a moment with Derek, and, and then she has a moment with. Uh, a woman in her life. And that's something that we explore. And it's something that I will just say right away, I'm very proud of. I'm very excited about. I find it fascinating. It's, it's been a long time coming on this show. And I really look forward to how people will watch and accept and take this season. And I'm prepared for all that's about to come because I know it's not going to all be positive. I know it's not all going to be pretty on a lot of aspect, on a lot of fronts, um, but this one in particular is going to be really interesting. All I can say before anyone's seen a frame of it, and I haven't even seen it back. So I've, I was there. I watched it in, in real time, but I haven't watched the show because it's not cut yet. Um, but I will just say sitting across from you right now, I'm proud of everything we did. I stand behind everything we did 100%, and I stand behind Demi. 100% um, and the young lady that she has in her life. I'm proud of her. I love her. Um, and I will always have her back, 110%.
0: Well, this is quite a, I mean, we had Colton season, Hannah season now, potentially the best season of Bachelor in Paradise ever. It really
1: is amazing. And then someone asked me the other day, actually, you know what? It was Dean.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was Dean's mustache. Dean's mustache asked you.
1: Dean and I, were, <laughs> it was a uh, true story. It's about four in the morning. And Dean, wow. Dean and I are sitting on the beach together in paradise before we were about to do something. And, um, and he asked me how long I would do this show. And like, why do I continue to come back? And, and, you know, you could walk away and you can go live a great life. Why don't you? And I said, you know what? Good question. As long as this show continues to evolve, continues to grow and continues to get better and better. And as long as I feel like I can help in that regard and continue to push the envelope in a little bit, a little bit, I will continue to show up and, and be inspired and be excited about showing up. And this season of Bachelor in Paradise did all of that. It was fun, funny, it was crazy, it was dramatic, it was fascinating, it was lovely. I think it was groundbreaking in a lot of ways that you're going to see, and I think it'll move the needle uh, on a lot of a lot of levels. It'll be our highest-rated season we've ever had of Bachelor in Paradise. I can pretty much guarantee it, um, just because there is so much here, and it's and it's not just. And, and it's, it was kind of like a Murderer's Row sports reference, uh, <laughs> Yankees, 27 Yankees, um, an all-star cast. It really was an all-star cast of when it was an embarrassment of riches of like, who's coming next? Oh oh gosh, we haven't even brought him in yet. Oh gosh, we still have her on the sidelines. We got to get him in the game. Like, it's like, we have Tom Brady and Michael Jordan sitting on the bench. (laughs) Like, we got to get them in. It's like, but wait, we have, we we have too much. And so it was really, honestly, the difficult part about this season was we have too much going on. Mm -hmm. How do we handle all this? So it was a bit of an ass kicking as far as being a producer on this show, just because we had a lot on our plate, um, but I, I, I'm so proud of this season. I'm so excited for this season, kind of like unlike any. And you know me pretty well, uh, mm. and I, I, I don't go, eh. I don't, I, I don't go overboard in bullshitting you. Uh, <laughs> I, I am really excited about this season. I'm proud of it.
0: So much hair and so much hair. Dean's mustache. John Paul Jones's. <gasps> Did I say hair it flips. was atrocious? Uh. I think you, if you're hanging out with it at four in the morning on the beach, I think I got to call Dean. I think I got some questions for why you're spending so much time with Dean. It bit me. Dean's a captivating guy.
1: I honestly had to get a tetanus shot because (laughs) Dean's mustache bit me. It crawled off his face and it bit me. Here's the thing I do love about Dean. is like, he owns it, man. That dude. Oh,
0: he's combing it.
1: He owns it.
0: By the way, we've got to get him a better tool for grooming that mustache. I'm like, (sighs) Dean, that's like a hair... Comb, What are you doing? You're living in a van. He doesn't know. All oh, our love to Dean. All right, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you, Chris Harrison.
1: Lauren Zima, thank you very much. I think this was a very good, professional interview. It is, it is, odd. It is intimidating. It is scary sitting down with someone who you know so well. Doing. You mean you're afraid of me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Scared to death.
0: Good. Glad we could finally get to know each other. Yes. And thank you for being here. And again, guys and girls, check out Chris Harrison's podcast about golf—real
1: golf talk with Johnny Miller. Find it; it uh, is on iTunes, on uh, all. Where, I don't know where you find podcasts, but you find it. Wow, well, it's on—it's on the net, it's, it's on, the on the wire, it's, it's on, the on the line.
0: Wire. Um, By check the way, out, in a late oh. shout out
1: to Juliet Littman. I was of again. course yes. Well, Juliet, love ya, we love you, miss you. Ya.
0: And um, check out Roses and Rose. I recap The Bachelorette every Tuesday on ET's YouTube channel. Thank you to the Ringer. We adore you guys and thank you to the fans in Bachelor Nation.